Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. This is Charger Rundown. I'm Martin Peterson. And I'm Jake Sievers. And on this show, we're going to be looking back at this past week and looking ahead to this next week as far as all things Hillsdale College sports are concerned. Jake, let's start with you. Starting off in volleyball, junior right side hitter Paige Vanderwall was named second team All-American and junior outside hitter Kara Violatel was named honorable mention All-American by the American Coaches Volleyball Association. The awards were announced on the AVCA's website Tuesday afternoon. The top two attackers on the 2017 GMAC champions, Vanderwall and Violatel, were both terrific players before the 2017 season. But this year, they took their games to new heights and helped lead Hillsdale to a 28-4 record and a berth in the NCAA Division II Midwest Regional Tournament. Both players shouldered a lot of responsibility on the court, playing all the way around, having to contribute to the team's offense and defense. But their athleticism, work ethic, and dedication all paid off in a fantastic season for them individually as well as for the team. In 2017, Vanderwall took her game to a completely new level, accumulating 324 kills with a .325 hitting percentage. Her hitting percentage was not only an 80-point improvement from 2016, but represents an extremely efficient number for the high number of kills and attempts she had through the season. In her first two seasons, Vanderwall had 15 service aces and 250 digs. She eclipsed both numbers during her 2017 campaign, picking up 32 service aces and 273 digs as she lived up to her increased on-court responsibilities for the team. Off the court, she was named a team captain, a rare honor as a junior in this program, and consistently displayed selfless leadership to her younger teammates. Her regular season was capped by being named the GMAC Player of the Year, leading the Chargers to a first-place tie in the conference's West Division. She then went out and played like a conference player of the year in the GMAC championship match November 18, leading Hillsdale to a 3-1 win over Finley with 15 kills and a .378 hitting percentage. She reached double-digit kills in 20 of the team's 32 matches and averaged 3.06 kills per set. Vanderwall had 11 double-doubles with season highs of 18 kills against Finley on September 12 and 16 digs at Ohio Dominican on October 28. Like Vanderwall, Violetel immediately played her way into the starting lineup upon her arrival to Hillsdale College in the fall of 2015. Her incredible athleticism was apparent to anyone who watched her play for just a few minutes, but Violetel has refined her game in impressive fashion over the course of her career and blossomed into a complete threat in her third season in 2017. Violetel also hit career highs in kills with 372 hitting percentage, .278, and kills per set with 3.72 this season. Her hitting percentage shot up 71 points from her sophomore season as she generated seven more kills on 137 fewer hitting attempts. Her hitting accuracy, court awareness, and the variety of shots she was capable of delivering were all keys in Hillsdale's offensive ranking in the top 10 nationally in hitting percentage throughout the season. As she looks ahead to her senior season, Violet's Hell stands just 10 kills away from 1,000 in her career. Joining the 1,000 Kill Club, a likelihood for both Violet's Hell and Vanderwall, is just another honor that awaits these two special student athletes. In men's basketball, a 10-2 run to end the game clinched a hard-fought win for Kentucky Wesleyan over the Hillsdale College men's basketball team at one of the toughest venues in the GMAC. 
The Chargers battled back from an eight-point second-half deficit but ended up with a frustrating 75-68 overtime loss to the Panthers Saturday afternoon in Owensboro, Kentucky. The loss drops Hillsdale to 7-2 overall and 1-1 in the GMAC. After playing from behind for much of the game, Hillsdale pulled even and traded baskets with the defending conference champions in the waning minutes of regulation. Sophomore Dylan Lowry switched a three-point shot to give Hillsdale a 66-65 lead with 2.28 to go in overtime, but the Panthers scored 10 of the game's final 12 points from there, with seven of those points coming from the free throw line. Wesleyan went 7-for-8 as a team from the charity stripe in the game's final 44 seconds and was able to get four straight defensive stops on the other side to clinch the win. One telling statistic that went one way in regulation and another in overtime was points off turnovers. Hillsdale did a terrific job of taking care of the ball in the game's first 40 minutes and countered a deficit in field goal percentage by outscoring the Panthers 16-4 in points off turnovers. However, Kentucky Wesleyan reversed that stat in overtime, gaining a 4-0 advantage over the Chargers in points off turnovers in the game's extra period. Kentucky Wesleyan shot 50% from the field as a team compared just to 37% for the Chargers. Hillsdale turned the ball over just 10 times compared to 19 for the Panthers, and Hillsdale held a 15-7 edge in offensive rebounds. The Chargers hurt themselves by going 8-18 of 18 from the free throw line, and they missed 22 of their 28 three-point field goal attempts. Senior Stedman Lowry led Hillsdale with 15 points, making three three-pointers. Junior Nick Zarnowski had 14 points, seven rebounds, and three assists, while junior guard Nate Nevue had 11 points, five rebounds, and five assists. We were able to sit down in studio to talk to guard Nate Nevue to talk about last week's road trip and look ahead to the GMAC play this season. All right, we are now joined in studio by the Hillsdale College Chargers starting point guard, Nate Nevue. Nate, thanks for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. So last week, you guys started off the GMAC season, and again, a road trip where it didn't go exactly the way you guys planned. Um, pretty close win against Trevecca, and then a tough, really tough loss Saturday um, to Kentucky Wesleyan. Tell me a little bit about the road trip, uh, some good things you can take away from it, and things you still got to work on uh, in the next coming week. Uh, yeah, um... Whenever you go on the road in conference play, it's tough to get wins. Um, and I thought that we uh, were able to show some toughness uh, in getting one Thursday when we didn't play as well as we had hoped. Um, and then Saturday, like you said, we we lost a tough one um, and never want to drop a game early in the year. But um, I think if we learn from it and build on it um, and take something away from a loss, I think that's not really that. It's not a defeat moving forward. It's Yes, it's still going to be a loss in, in the column, but we can learn something from it. Especially an overtime game like that for you guys, too. I mean, a lot of teams throughout the years go through you know the regular season and they get to playoffs and you start playing some really good teams and get to overtime, even for coaches. I mean, that's a whole different ball game. And to experience a close overtime game like that early in the season also helps, too, right? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, game, games like that are fun games you plan in. A um, little more intensity at the end of the game, and um, I think it, it, we didn't get it done this time. Um, but having having that game in our belt, seeing what we can improve on in those situations, I think will help us going forward. Those long bus rides, especially like you guys just came back from uh, Kentucky, I see that you're smiling. What do you what do you do on the bus to kind of stay loose on your way there, and then coming back? Is there like some shenanigans that that goes on between the guys? Um. <laughs> On the way down, we were messing with some guys pretty bad. Um, 
it's long it's boring at times we watch movies uh listen to music read books we miss three days of class so people are catching up on homework um but yeah we like to stay loose goof around usually pick one guy out the target we picked out uh noah kaltoff on the way down we got him pretty angry <laughs> so that was that was a good time um the way back kind of it sucked after our loss you know you just sit there and it gives you more time, I guess, to think about the, the things that we didn't get done. Um, so a long bus ride after loss is especially tough, but um, on the way down, we were able to stay pretty loose. Way back wasn't, wasn't a good time. <laughs> Have you been to Nashville before? Uh, my cousin played in a bowl game there when I was younger, so I went and spent the week there and was actually like got to go out and see some live music, go to restaurants when I was younger. Um, but this is my first time in a, in a while, probably 10 years. And did you, did you guys get to go and see the town a little bit. So Wednesday night we got down there and we went as a team, we went downtown, had dinner down there and walked around together for a little bit and, um, cool, cool to do. Um, I mean, obviously we weren't there to hang out. We were there to win basketball games. So, um, that was priority number one, but a little warmer down there, which was nice too. <laughs> This Thursday, moving forward, you are home against Malone, and then again on Saturday, home against Walsh. What do you look to improve upon, uh, at, especially after this this tough loss? What are you looking to to do against Malone to come away with the W? Uh, yeah, Malone's a good team, um, and I think that one of the things that I think we really want to focus on this year is what do we need to do ourselves, and that not really. Who are we playing? What? How do we beat them? And yes, there is, is some of that strategy, but be ourselves, do what we do, execute what we want to execute, and just know that things will take care of itself. Um, we've had a good two days of practice so far this week, taking steps forward, building on what we felt we struggled with a little bit this past weekend, and I'm um, just hoping to implement those things and execute and do the things we know we need to do to win. I think we'll take care of itself then. Nate, for you, I mean – I look at your box scores after every game and the, you know, the stats that you put up, I mean, just kind of equal in every single category. Is that something you kind of pride yourself in? You're, you know, obviously, you're the point guard that brings up the basketball, but you know, you're going to go down there and get a rebound. You're going to get the you're gonna get the open guy the ball. You also take a guy to the rim. Is that something you kind of pride yourself in, being able to do all those things to help your team win? Um, I think it's kind of it's kind of nice to be able to not have to rely on, like, having to have certain statistics but it's more I think a lot when we play we play to win play for each other and I think that that's just kind of like a byproduct of that um I don't I don't ever go into a game being like all right I gotta make sure I get those to that and that, that's never a thought that crossed my mind um but I think it just kind of happens as a byproduct of wanting to do whatever it takes to to win as a team we are here with Nate Nevue on Charger Rundown on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Uh, so, Nate, how important is grit to your game? Because, I mean, five foot ten playing D2 ball, uh, how important is just kind of boxing out and making the hustle plays and everything like that to specifically what you do, especially building on uh, Martin's last question? Um, yeah. I've, I mean, I've always been a little smaller than everyone else. Um but when I, I was when I was in high school, I had a really good high school coach that emphasized three things: you control what you can control, your attitude, your effort, and your toughness. And not just in basketball, but anything I do, I know I can control those three things. And on the court, I try to implement that as well. And 
whatever the results may be, I know I've controlled what I can control and done what I can do. Tell us a little bit about Coach Tharp and what he's kind of meant to you as a coach here. Very successful here at Hillsdale College. And the atmosphere, the family atmosphere that he creates, what have you sort of picked up from Coach Tharp in your time here at Hillsdale College? I think the first thing that anyone notices when they spend a decent amount of time around Coach is how genuine of a person he is. Um, I think a lot of times you get around coaches and they want to put on this front of like, oh, I'm this nice guy, but he really is. He really cares about all of us. Uh, and I think that care for us has led to the family that we have. Our team is very close to one another. Um, we have 19 guys on our team, and we're all brothers. Like We all care about each other. We want the best for each other. Um, so I think that his who he is, the man he is, the character he has, has kind of rubbed off, and this program exemplifies that about him. Nate, do you remember the first time – when you when you realized like playing basketball this is something that you wanted to do in college like it wasn't just a high school thing it wasn't just a middle school thing but you wanted to do this at the next level um <laughs> actually it was when i was in high school i played both basketball and football and um was thinking like oh yeah i'd, I'd like to play something in college and the decision became for me, I actually loved football games way more. Like Friday night with your boys, like there's nothing better than that in my experience of athletics. But what it came down to for me was I like I looked forward to going to basketball practice every day. I hated football practice every day. I was like, I don't want to do that for <laughs> the rest of my career. And uh, athletics has just kind of been a part of my life. Um, I love the bond, every, everything that comes with it and just competing. So I knew I wanted to compete, um, and I, gu I guess that the decision became, yeah, I love basketball. I don't want to practice football, <laughs> so I'm going to go with basketball. Well, since you decided to play basketball here at Hillsdale <laughs> College, you've got to play with some pretty cool players, especially a couple guys that you're playing with now on your team. Talk about first Stedman Lowry and you know the energy he brings with his ability to shoot the three ball. Now he's kind of developed a little drive and, and pull-up game in his in his game as well. And I also think that on the defensive end, he's gotten better as well over the years. Just tell me a little bit about what it's been like playing with Stedman Lowry. Um, Stead and I are really close um, because of basketball and off the field as well. And it's, it's been really cool to be able to do the last couple of years together um, and watch each other grow um, in aspects of life on the court. Um, and it makes it that much better to see him take those steps in his game because of the relationship that we have. If it was just some random guy that I didn't really care about and playing with him, that'd be one thing. But because we have that bond, I think it's that much cooler to see him having the success he's having. And now we're seeing Dylan inserted more and more into the lineup as well. And Coach Tharp has actually gone into a lot of games so far this year in putting you and Dylan, both point guard positions, on the court at the same time both in the kind of a pick-and-roll situations, uh, just in different wings. Um, what has that kind of been like to have two guys that can kind of set up the offense like that on the floor to help you out as well? Uh, yeah. Uh, Dill, it's it's really fun to play with Dill because he brings something that not a lot of guys have. He sees the game really well. Um, and it's fun to be able to play together because I think we take a little pressure off each other um, and not always having to be – the one who initiates the offense 
brings the ball up against the press. Um, so it's nice to to have to be able to do that at the same time together. And um, I think he also has he's not just a bring the ball up, get things going, pass guy. He can score the ball too, which allows us to be able to have both of us on the court at the same time, which is nice. So a couple weekends ago, it's the end of Thanksgiving break up at Saginaw Valley. We both were there. I mean, we, there's nobody in the gym, okay? You guys have a game you know, against, against the old Gleak school. But the bench, you guys' bench was what made that whole place loud. Just tell me about that energy. that, And it's, it's been the whole time you've been here, that bench has been just super loud. What is it about Coach Starp's teams that gets their bench going and gets their bench riled up? Um. We have a lot of guys on our team compared to other guys. Teams we carry 19. A lot of other teams would be around 12, 14, somewhere around there. Um, and we have a lot of guys that bring energy. And that, that's the way that they can contribute to our success, which is really cool to see that they buy in that way. Um, but I think another aspect of it is people who aren't getting in that probably good enough to play or people that just, they're just not getting their name called – instead of being moping on this, they genuinely want to see the team succeed because they care about everyone else on the team. And I think we talk about that comes from how Coach Tharp is and just the atmosphere that he's built around here. But um, it's great to be able to look look down and see guys selling threes on, on the end of the bench and just see, see how genuinely happy they are for the team success, not as worried about what they're doing individually. Nate, you being a floor general too, was there anybody growing up or even now that you loved watching play the point guard position that you were like, wow, he does that really well. I mean, he really leads his guys on, on the floor. Is there any guys now that you kind of emulate your game for, or maybe that you grew up watching that you were like, I want to be like him kind of someday. Um, not, not necessarily. Um, <laughs> the guy that I kind of like look at, I guess in that role as a Wisconsinite Packer fan is Brett Favre and just like the energy and passion and love for the game. And like, um, he went out there to compete and win. And I, I want to go out there and compete and win. I feel like that is what, as a leader on the team that has to start with you. Um, so I, I guess kind of from him, but not, I, I've never thought of it in a way like, Oh, I'm trying to be Brett Favre out there. Right. Um, my, my favorite, I would say, like probably my favorite NBA point guard is Russell Westbrook, but I also don't think I'm anything like him, so that uh, I wouldn't say I've emulated anything <laughs> off of him. You're not dunking from the free throw line. No, no, he hmm. he has a little edge in the athleticism. <laughs> Talk. So you guys visited Michigan State. You visited the Breslin Center in in an exhibition game this year. What was that like? Kind of first walking out onto the court, shooting around. And then coming back out and seeing all the people there, seeing the Izone going wild, what was that experience like? Uh, really cool to play there. Um, good opportunity. Um, we when we went there, we went there to like compete. We didn't just go there for like this cool experience. And um, the re the result that we got was probably not exactly what we were hoping for. We we wanted to compete a little better. Um, and I don't think I don't, but we also we also did some things that I thought was positive, um, even though we get beat by thirty. Um, but the opportunity to go compete against guys that be playing the NBA next year, mm -hmm. um, a team that will be competing for national 
title in Division One basketball is is pretty cool. Um, I don't. I'm not a big like. Oh, cool! You got to do it. You got crushed, but um, it was it was good to have the opportunity to compete against them. I guess. Nate, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us. Uh, really appreciate it, and good luck on the rest of the season. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's fun. Thank you. And over to the pool in women's swimming. Since the middle of November, the Hillsdale College swimming team has competed in two events. In each of those, junior Annika Ellingson performed well enough to be named the best in the GMAC that week. The Litchfield, Minnesota native was named the GMAC Women's Swimming Athlete of the Week for the second time in the past three weeks. The award was announced and chosen by the conference office on Tuesday afternoon. Ellingson was a busy charger during Hillsdale's participation in last week's three-day Calvin Invitational in Grand Rapids. She appeared nine times in the final results between prelims, finals, and relay races, but she made the most of those many opportunities. She broke her own school record in the 100 breaststroke, taking first place with a time of 102.49. She dropped two seconds in her finals time from her prelim time in that event, rising to the occasion against a strong and deep field of competitors. She would later improve by two seconds again on her finals time in the 200 breaststroke, winning that event with a time of 219.57. Ellingson was also a part of Hillsdale's 200 medley relay and 400 medley relay teams, which each finished in the top six at the Calvin Invitational. And that will do it for this episode of Charger Rundown. I'm Martin Peterson. And I'm Jake Sievers. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.